0: Good morning and welcome to Talk With Me. Hey, this is Marcia Epstein, and today is a special treat for Talk With Me because the history of Talk With Me is that the person sitting next to me, along with Daniel Smith, the producer, and Kim who who is then involved with the radio stations, dragged me to a mic, said, you must do a radio show. (laughs) And that was a long time ago, in Christmas time of 2013. So today we get to hear some updates from Jay Walks, who is the person who created LawrenceHits.com and a bunch of other stuff. And as we were just talking about before we started the show, there's lots of good stuff that Jay is always working on. New stuff, old stuff, all good stuff. So we're going to get caught up.
1: Good morning. Thank you. So I clicked my ruby red slippers three times. I said, There's no place like home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. And suddenly I'm back in Lawrence, Kansas. It's a miracle. It is a miracle. And isn't that how life should be? You should be able to click your heels and go to your happy place. Especially today in
0: 2017. Yes.
1: And Lawrence, Kansas has always been my happy place. <laughs> you know, it's hard for me to imagine, Marsha, that come July, I will be celebrating 33 years in radio and television. Wow. It's just like, I, I can't believe it. I uh-huh. went to my 30th high school reunion this past October with my daughter, Melanie. And I couldn't believe that thirty years had passed. Uh-huh. And I think the recurring theme was, "Do I really look that old?" <laughs> oh, I don't. Oh, good. 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 <laughs> some of these people. But but all all, <laughs> all kidding aside, in thirty three years, with the exception of the Pacific Northwest, one area of the country, I don't know why we've never gone. Uh-huh. It's on the bucket list. Uh-huh. But I've lived all over the country uh-huh. and worked in large markets and small markets and medium markets, red States and blue States, and even some plaid States (laughs) along the way. But when it comes right down to it, other than my birthplace of Cleveland, Ohio, no town has felt like home Uh other than Lawrence, Kansas. Uh And the opportunity to come back and go back to taking the helm of lawrencehits.com and relocating our company headquarters back to lawrence that just means the world to me because for me this has just been an amazing homecoming oh wonderful and it's it's great to be in a town when you can go out in public whether you're downtown on mass street or you're at checkers shopping for groceries or you know, you're sitting at the pita pit and having a sandwich or whatever you're doing. And no matter where you are, you'll run into somebody, you know, there's no escaping (laughs) it. And and I love that. Uh And it doesn't seem to matter whether you've seen that person, you know, last week, last month, last year, or four years ago, (laughs) there's always just this hey it's so good to see you and Uh welcome and how are you and let's catch up and then that leads to a coffee or a lunch and that's
0: what i love about lawrence
1: Uh so it's good to be home
0: very good and for people who don't know you you've been in a couple states yeah yeah because we haven't spent this amount of time that we're going to spend today together since before you moved away from Lawrence. Correct. We, um, <laughs> we had an
1: opportunity to grow and expand our business. And I think that um, anytime that somebody says, I'd like to partner with you and I'd like to give you money and we'd like to help you grow, I think the most important thing that you can do is To not be blinded by the enticement of a financial contribution, (laughs) okay? And to very seriously, personally vet the people that you're going to do business with, Uh regardless of their business acumen. Uh Because the people that we got involved with were astute business people. And they had grown and developed several businesses into multi-million dollar businesses. One that has gone national and international. Well, we went down to Houston, Texas. We put two brand new radio stations on the air, but in the course of the seven months that we spent in Houston, it became very clear that our values and their values were not in Mm sync. And for a lot of reasons, some of which are personal, some of which are legal, I'm not going to disparage the people that we did business with, but let's just say that Jay's world of love thy neighbor as thyself was not the mantra in the office. And over the course of time, it became more and more uncomfortable and very, very hard to do business. And because we were beholden to another group of people financially, we had to make the unfortunate decision to simply walk away from the business that we created. Mm -hmm. And LawrenceHits.com was sold and our stations in brooklyn new york austin texas and overland park were shut down and we left and went to yuma arizona where my partner's family is literally with nothing but the shirts on our back and no business to speak of and January of 2016 was uh, probably the most depressing month of the year last year because literally while we were, you know, making some money from the sale of Lawrence hits, we had lost everything we created and it took a while to recover from that situation. But when you make the decision as to whether to stand up for your principles and your values or stand up for money that's a hard decision Mm -hmm. and we we made the right choice even though it put us in harm's way financially Mm -hmm. god is good and um we didn't suffer very long and it became very clear that yuma with a population of people in their 50s 60s and 70s primarily had no radio station in the market that was playing their music. So we took a big, deep breath and said, what if we were to start all over again? (laughs) And, you know, you have to take that big, deep breath because it's not easy after you've had success to have to start from scratch. And, You know, we were we were very lucky with Lawrence hits to have created something that the community embraced. And whether we've been here physically or not, the station, knock on wood, has continued to grow in listenership and continued to grow in clients, whether we've been here or not. So that was a nice testament to the longevity of the idea. Mm We didn't know what we were going to get into when we put the station on the air in Yuma. All we had was the idea that people in their 50s, 60s, and 70s like the music of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. There's no station like that. So ClassicYuma.com was born um, and met with the same level of enthusiasm and acceptance that Lawrence Hits was born. And we didn't talk to the community about, you know, the fact that we had been honored as pioneers in digital radio at Kansas state university, or the, um, uh, article that was written about us in the journal of radio last year about Lawrence hits because nobody cared, <laughs> you know, it was just, okay, well, what is classic Yuma and okay. you know, what are you doing? Uh-huh. And God bless classic Yuma. It grew and it grew fast and it grew much faster than Lawrence Hitz did. And it enabled us to get our feet back, um, which led to um, the acquisition of an equity stake in two other radio stations. Uh, we have a partner by the name of J.R. Russ, who is a 40 year broadcast veteran story program director. This guy has won numerous awards and he had two stations one in chicago and one in la and i stumbled across the chicago station and i reached out to him and i said i want to introduce myself and i want to tell you what i do and i want to see if there's any way we can work together well the good news was he already knew who i was but he knew me from years and years ago in urban radio and we started this conversation And WCFLChicago.com is probably the most accurate historic recreation of a defunct radio property I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) Literally, when you listen to what this man created, it's like you have turned back the clock Uh and your favorite radio station from your childhood that no longer exists is suddenly back, you know, ghosts from the past. The music of the 60s and 70s, the disc jockeys that were on the station, the features, including this weird character called Chicken Man, which is a Chicago legend. And I was talking with um, Wayne, who uh, runs the uh, Wayne and Larry's restaurant next door to the bowling alley. And he grew up in Chicago Uh and he knew WCFL from growing up and Uh listened to it. And he's like, how did this happen? How did you do this? So that station came under our fold. Uh, Movie Ticket Radio is the station in Los Angeles. There are two versions, a pop version that plays 21st century movie hits, a classic version that plays 20th century movie hits. And then uh, round about May of last year, in our hometown of Cleveland, Ohio, we recreated the first station that I ever worked for, which was FM 108 WDMT, as an African-American oldies station, of which there is and was none in the market playing uh, R&B and soul hits of the 70s, 80s, and early 90s. That station, filled a massive void in Cleveland. And in June of 2016, it won the Nobex Award for the most amount of app downloads in the country, like 24,000 app downloads. So fast forward a few months, Eric Stone, who was the person who purchased LawrenceHits.com from the company that we were no longer affiliated with, he said to me, I'm a play-by-play sports guy. This is a music station. I have an opportunity to do play-by-play sports. Can we work something out where Lawrence hits goes back into the fold of what you're doing? And, you know, without getting into all of the details and the crossing of the T's and the dotting of the I's, we created a scenario where Eric could stay with us as our sports director. As he has done for years and years, and he's extremely good at what he does. Uh, But the day to day management of the property uh, would fall back to me and to Joan Souser, who is our full time employee here. And uh, as we got closer to the end of the year, I came. uh, I don't know if the audience knows this, but my daughter, Melanie, is a junior at uh, the University of Kansas.
0: Time flies. I know.
1: (laughs) She was just here going for a visit. Now she's 18 months from graduation, which is also 18 months from my 50th birthday. So it's like, ah! But um, uh, she's going to graduate with a degree in business and a minor in broadcast communications, specializing in public relations, strategic communications, and radio and TV. Uh And as she was talking to me about what she wants to do with her future, it was pretty clear to me that there's an opportunity for her within the company if she wants it. There's an opportunity to provide guidance if -hmm. she'll take it. And uh,
0: she may have a few tricks to teach you, too, Jay. Well, she already has. Okay. And I'm glad you <laughs> mentioned that
1: because, you know, I'll be the first to admit I'm almost 50 years old. Uh-huh. And literally, I'm from another time. Uh-huh. And <clears throat> the social media, the technical tricks that are available today, if it weren't for my kids, I wouldn't know how to do any of this. It's for, for some, it can be overwhelming. It's not easy to adapt to new technologies. And I like, you know, you and other folks grew up with a rotary dial phone and it was in the kitchen and we had one of them. And, you know, we, we didn't, we didn't have mobile communications devices and we didn't, you know, track our daily activity for the public to see, you know, and none of that existed. And if somebody wanted to reach you, they called you after dinner, but before nine o'clock. Um, right. You know, there was, there was courtesy back then. And that's, how, that's how they reached you. And if the phone rang and you weren't there, there were no, no answering machines or voicemail. That's, that's how it was. So I've learned from my kids about, Uh, technology and how to embrace them. But what brought us back to Lawrence was the idea of one, being back in a place that we love two being closer to family three uh, being literally central in the country to any place. Uh So if I need to go to Chicago or Cleveland or New York, I can hop on a plane. And Kansas City Airport's the easiest airport in the country to get in and out of. Uh, attention, Kansas City Airport, don't mess with my airport. <laughs> right? Love my airport. And, and Daniel, when he has to go back to Yuma or Los Angeles, which are the two markets that he's responsible for, he can hop on a plane. Mm-hmm. And uh, the centrality of it, and then, you know, the, um, there's just such a positive vibe here in Lawrence regardless of what's going on outside it's uh, it's almost like when you live in lawrence you can shroud yourself in a, a blanket of love and acceptance that it's hard to find that anywhere
0: else well for those who have that privilege our hope is that you use that energy to go forth and yeah. do good for people who don't have your privilege
1: and it is it's you know i'm glad you used the word privilege. Um, In 2017, it is a privilege to be able to own my own business. It is a privilege to be able to provide employment for other people. It is a privilege to serve the community with entertainment. As you know, I always tell people, you know, our stations are both B2C and B2B. B2C means business to consumer what we provide the consumer is something that they can listen to for free that we play what we call music that makes you feel good um one of the things we did as a result of the election (laughs) is we took the ballads off the air during the day so that we weren't playing love songs during the day and we were trying to keep the mood light it was like this is this is how we're going to combat trumplandia um
0: so but in you know, saying privilege, I'm also referencing the, the literal changes in where people are in our country in terms of yeah. how people are treated. You and I are both white parents of white children, yep. who we don't, mm. um, by by privilege and luck, um, don't have the same worries that our friends who are African American and, and Hispanic and all different kinds of backgrounds, Correct. races, etc., really have. To worry about, and, and I
1: will tell you that there there is worry out there. Um, Yuma is a predominantly Hispanic community, and there is a tremendous amount of concern about the rights of Hispanics being in a border town. And we are using our classic Yuma station as a positive example of diversity, and being involved in things that help to promote diversity and minority rights um and that's something that's very important to us uh we have the same situation going on in cleveland with the african-american population Uh, a lot of concern in that community about um a reversal of civil rights and not being able to be um I guess the word I would use is uh, comfortable and complacent as perhaps that community was during the Obama years. Um, a lot of concern. The white part there. of the community. Yeah, You yes. know what I mean? I yes. think
0: that's one of the wake-up yeah. calls for people who weren't aware is that the, the civil rights, all those words you want to use, social justice, weren't in place before this last election. Correct. You know?
1: Um, we got uh, a phone call the day after the election from the executive director of the It Gets Better program in Los Angeles. Uh, Brian Weinke and I have known each other for 25 years, and he's a close personal friend. And he said, I need you now more than ever before. And I said, You got it. Mm-hmm. And we're running uh, public service announcements for It Gets Better in right. all of our markets. And that is our charity of choice in Los Angeles. Um, whether, and, and and that's something that, you know, when we started, when we started HITS in 2013, the mission statement that we started with, which is still the company mission statement today, Marsha, is when it is good in the community, so is it good with you and me. And we feel it's our obligation to participate in making it good mm-hmm. in the community. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways that we do that is we have never, nor will we ever charge a nonprofit, or the city government, or you know, political—not um, political campaigns, but anything that is relevant to fundraising and nonprofits and making the community better—we don't charge for that. And we found that in all of our markets, we're the only media that believes that. Everybody else, you know, you have to pay. And I remember getting a call from the executive director of. Um, Habitat for Humanity in Yuma last March. And he said to me, we just built our 11th house and we want to thank the folks that donated the materials. And uh, we wanted to have the Yuma Sun, which is the local newspaper, do uh, an ad for us to thank these people. And he said they refused to do it. And I said, well, what do you mean they refused to do? He said, well, we didn't want to pay for it because obviously that's money that could go into something else. Mm -hmm. I said, well, how much were they going to charge you? He said, for a quarter page ad one time, $700. Mm -hmm. And I said, Frank, we'll do it for free. And we went out, we did an interview. We put a public service announcement on the air. We did a video. Mm -hmm. We did a whole bunch of things to help them think because we've always believed that that's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. So whether the issue is supporting our muslim brothers and sisters supporting our african-american brothers and sisters supporting our hispanic brothers and sisters supporting the lgbt community supporting the jewish community speaking up on behalf of women's rights we're going to do it and we're going to do it loud and we're going to do it proud because that is who we are that is what we stand for and um we are not controlled by the federal communications commission as things stand right now uh hopefully that will not change for internet radio because we are a privately held company we have no ties to wall street so literally monsanto can't call us and say i give so much money to you therefore you will do this well we're not beholden to anyone Mm -hmm. that to me is the privilege Mm -hmm. that's where the obligation is so intense that we have to do what's right all the time and when it comes to businesses all of our markets continue to support locally owned and operated businesses and do so at roughly one-tenth of what it costs for the other media in town so that we can help these businesses grow their profits without hurting them and you know, I've I've been gone for 18 months. And I guess what's shocking to me, and maybe shocking is probably too strong of a word, but so many businesses have come and gone in those 18 months. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that they were simply overcharged for marketing and advertising and promotions that didn't produce results. So Guess what gang? If you've got a hundred dollars and that's what you've got, we'll work with you. We're not here to say, well, a hundred dollars isn't enough. You've got to come up with $10,000. That's ridiculous. We want the communities to succeed wherever we are. So, um, we're home and, uh, it's really good to be back. I think, um, the first thing that I did when we uh passed through the um the county line when we came up uh because we we'd spent a night in Wichita and we, we came up from the south is I literally did this I went ah, because it just <laughs> felt so good to be home. And um uh, yeah. So lots, lots.
0: Lots to do. Yeah. And when you talk so fondly of Lawrence's home, what first brought you to Lawrence? You know, we were,
1: I was living in Austin, Texas, and I was running a group of five radio stations for um, a broker. And the stations were largely uh, affiliated with ESPN. We had one music station that played oldies and the purpose of my time with that broker and that group was to come in diagnose the situation give an assessment as to what was wrong both in terms of programming promotions and sales hire the team that would fix and execute the plan and see it through so that those properties could be sold and we did And it was a very successful uh, and very fulfilling experience, except that when it was over, it was over. And about two months before the stations went on the market for sale, I was approached by uh, Zimmer Media uh, that they're based out of uh, Cape Girardeau, Missouri. And they own stations in uh, Illinois and uh, here in Lawrence and... um, uh there's one one other market that they they're in that i I can't think of off the top of my head right now because it's been so many years. But they needed somebody to do the same thing here in Lawrence. And there was someone else in in the position that they were planning to remove from the position. and we were asked to come for a visit and we came in uh, came over Thanksgiving weekend, two thousand eleven. And literally I remember being in the passenger seat and Daniel turning the rental car going, we were heading east on six, turning on to mass. And it was nighttime and it was lit up. And we drove mass from sixth to seventh to eighth to ninth to tenth to eleventh to twelve. And I was blown away. <laughs> And I said, how do we not know about this? (laughs) I've never seen a main street that looks like this before in a small town. And I've lived everywhere. Uh And of course, it's Thanksgiving. Everything's closed. And Daniel was hungry. And our choices were Spangles, which no longer exists in this town. McDonald's were going from bad to worse, or that Chinese restaurant, which has an open sign. How bad could it be? Right? So, so we pull into the Chinese restaurant, and yet again, another place that isn't in existence anymore. The restaurant was called Panda Plum Garden, and it was on 6th Street. And we walked in and everyone who was eating in the restaurant was Asian. And Daniel looked at me and I looked at him because that was peculiar. And I said, this is a great omen. My yeah. grandmother always told me, if you go to an Asian restaurant and Asian people are eating there, that means the food is good. Yeah, I said, two please. And we were seated and we met this woman by the name of Lucy White, who decided, I don't know why, That she was going to adopt me and she literally brought her cup of tea and sat down and had dinner with us while we were there. And she explained Lawrence and the community and KU and I got an insider's viewpoint into this amazing town. Well, then we went back to Austin and I got the call from uh, the folks at the company and they said, what do you think? And I said, I'm in. Let's go. And we made the, um, oh, Cookville, Tennessee is the other place that they own stations. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. Um, We made the decision to take the job and come here. And in early December of 2011, we came in and we took over Great Plains Media, which at the time was Laser 106, uh, 92.9 The Bull, and 1320 KLWN. And we set about a course of making some changes. Uh, Laser was a a great station that was about 10 years out of date and we came up with a new name for it 105.9 KISS FM and we changed the format of the station, did an on air stunt where uh, Lady Gaga had quote unquote Lady Gaga had kidnapped me and held me hostage in the studio and we had to play her music and the stunt went national and it got picked up all over the wire, which was fun. Uh, The station then debuted at number one in the ratings in Topeka when the first ratings came out. We put local voices back on KLWN, which uh, is, you know, station continues to perform well, now has an FM component to it as well as AM, and then uh, cleaned up the music on the country station and spent that, that year, 2012, fixing Uh the radio stations in Lawrence. That situation came to an end at the end of 2012 and it was Sue Hack and the folks at Leadership Lawrence that encouraged me rather than going somewhere else to stay in this town and and maybe create something brand new. And uh, Lawrence Hits was created based on the technical acumen of my partner, Daniel Smith, because I know how to play music, and I know how to go out and sell, and I know how to make friends. But when it comes to all of the mechanics of, you know, operating internet radio, I didn't know, and nor did I know if it would succeed. But we took a chance,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it did. And uh, as uh, Shirley MacLaine said, "I'll I'll I'll sing, uh, I'm still here in D flat." <laughs> you know, here we are and going into our fifth
0: year. That's great. It
1: is, it's been amazing. It's
0: lovely. We'll take just a short break right now. You know, as we've heard homecoming, how this became home a little bit, that wonderful story about being greeted by a local Lawrence restaurant owner Yeah. who, who just wanted to make sure you boys were okay. She did. Yeah, that is beautiful. And that I think explains why you knew Lawrence was the right place. Correct, Mama Lucy. <laughs> So we're going to hear from a few of the Lawrence, Kansas businesses that sponsor lawrencehits.com. And when I take the break, it's always my chance to say a big thank you to Daniel Smith. He does the producing of the show, which means that I get to enjoy conversations with my guests, but lots of people get to enjoy conversations with my guests because Daniel makes that all possible. He sure does. Thank you so much, Daniel. And we will be right back with more Talk With Me and Jay Walks. Welcome back to Talk With Me. This is Marcia Epstein and Jay Walks today. And we've been talking a little bit of the past. Let's talk a little bit of the present and future. What's coming up? You know, it's it's great to look back, but uh,
1: you know that when you spend too much time looking in your rearview mirror, you'll have an accident because you can't (laughs) see what's coming at you. So... um, One of the most important partnerships that we developed is the partnership that is now going into its fifth year with Checkers Foods. Checkers is a locally owned grocery store at the corner of 23rd and Louisiana that has been in business since 1987. But the Lewis family has an even longer history operating grocery stores in the Lawrence market. What we did with Checkers was we created something called the Extra Local Program. And the idea behind Extra Local if you go to Checkers, you can get on your key fob, see, jingle, jingle, your Extra Local card. And you swipe it when you go through the checkout line at Checkers. And,
0: and what- when you buy a whole bunch of groceries, you later get $20 off. That's right. <laughs>
1: So you can, you can earn discounts on groceries. You can earn discounts on gas at Zarco USA through the partnership that was created with Scott Saremba and his grocery store. But in addition to that, there are member locally owned and operated businesses that have signed up to offer discounts so that when you take that card, you get something as being a loyal checker shopper. Well, we're going to Do more this year with checkers Um, In the next couple of weeks checkers will be uh, unveiling a brand new app, which we will be a part of Uh, We will be doing community events with checkers. There will be parking lot parties on the checkers property Um, Just last Saturday, we were live at checkers Uh, for an in-store with some of our Checkers partners and we'll be doing more of that. And um, I think you will see Checkers emerge with LawrenceHits.com as uh, a greater community advocate for localism. Uh, So that's a big part of what we do. Uh, Another one of our great partnerships is um, the folks at the Hillcrest Shopping Center which is at 9th in Iowa. And we are blessed to have Stoneback Appliance, Wayne and Larry's and Royal Crest Lanes as uh, business partners. And we do events at the bowling alley uh, on February 25th. We have the, the head pin challenge. Uh, once a month we go out and from 7 to 9 PM, they have this thing where, you know, if the head pin is the red pin, and you bowl a strike, then you get to spin the prize wheel and you get the prize. And it's fun, and the prizes are creative. And they've got you know some really creative people who are working there. And the food at Wayne and Larry's is always good. So we've got that going on. Uh, continued partnerships with uh, Theater Lawrence. Lots of cool things about to happen with Theater Lawrence. Um, One of the things that I'm excited about is theater Lawrence and lawrence will be working on um, some scripted radio theater together with sound effects being created as they were before the digital age.
0: What? Yeah,
1: which means the creaking door and uh, the shoes on the wood uh-huh. and all that. Uh, and we'll be working with uh, the vintage players, which is the um, senior uh, players group at Theatre Lawrence, as well as uh, Haley Gillespie and her uh, children's program as well as the travelers who do the show at the kansas bell dinner train which gosh we started that back in 2013 as well so lots with uh theater lawrence continued partnership at the lead center um they uh the lead center just continues to blow me away in terms of you know who they have coming and what's going on so proud of brandon eisman for uh having transformations I there adore brandon he's great a great event it's a great event it's wonderful for charity um raised ten thousand dollars for um the uh, sexual abuse center in town and we'll be doing some things with them
0: and did these wonderful promotional videos for all of the agencies yes. that were represented by the contestants i mean really did so much to raise awareness of all those groups. Just Absolutely. wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then... Um, I want to interrupt you sure. just briefly because when you mentioned Haley Gillespie and then you mentioned, Le- who's at Theater Lawrence, and then yeah. you mentioned LEAD Center, um, I have to say that um, Haley Gillespie, I got to know because we both volunteered with Girls Rock Lawrence oh, last summer, and she has a wonderful young family member who was one of the campers and yeah. who was a delight to be part of and the lead center housed girls rock lawrence for the week of camp so those youth got to work in the real performance studios got to <laughs> rehearse on the big stage Alicia Ruskin took photographs mm-hmm. of that. It's wonderful, and Derek Kwan and his staff could not be better people. Absolutely, you know that that commitment. I just to talked to him a few minutes ago. Doing good yeah. stuff. I mean, they were so wonderful because I had helped with the, with Girls Rock Lawrence the camp before the year before. And it's like the lead center. Oh my God. How are we going to take care of everything? It's like, this is kind of intense. This is kind of stressful. And they were like, do not worry. We will take care of everything. Everything will be well. And it was, it was beautiful. So I just had to give that shout out to both Haley and Derek and all the lead center folks.
1: It's, it's the arts is so, so important. Um, not only from a cultural standpoint, but from an educational standpoint and from a community togetherness standpoint. And we continue to support the Lawrence Art Center and the LEAD Center and Theater Lawrence and Lawrence Opera Theater and the ballet and the children's choir and you name it, we're there. And we don't charge these people for that. But when you talk about looking into the future and looking ahead, Perhaps the most important thing that we will endeavor to support in 2017 and beyond is women's rights. Um, I was aghast by the treatment of Elizabeth Warren when she endeavored, I use that word specifically to read the letter from Coretta Scott King and she was shut down and Nevertheless, she persisted and we will persist in our, um, fight to allow women to have voices, uh, to be heard, to be seen and to not allow any form of misogynistic intent to be perpetrated on our female population, whether it be in this market or anywhere else. Um, It's pretty obvious where I stand politically. Uh, That being said, I'm an American and I support the constitution and because of that, I support the president, whomever the president is right or wrong. They're the president until such time as something happens where they're not the president, whether that be impeachment, resignation, assassination, Or, you know, just a change in the election. Whoever's the president, they're the president. That's what it is. But that doesn't mean that we have to support the things that are coming out of the White House in Washington. And what is happening right now uh, with women is perhaps the most appalling thing I've ever seen in my life. And we're turning the clock backwards and I don't like the direction that we're (laughs) heading. So that's why it's important to have you and to have a show like talk with me on the air every day. And that's why it's important to have good people like Kim Murphy and Megan Stuckey and Joan Souser who participate in our organization and Sarah Smoot. And the more we can do to provide a voice for women and to educate and promote the cause of equality, the more we're going to do. Why? Because it's the right thing to do. You know, I tell people, they say, well, why are you so, why are you so committed to women's rights? Well, I was raised by women. I had my mother and my grandmother and my aunt Pearl, and they were They were my rock. That that was my foundation. Mm -hmm. And I'm the father of two daughters. And I don't want my daughters to live in a world where they're second-class citizens just because of their gender. Unacceptable. So, nevertheless, we will persist. And we will endeavor. Absolutely. That was my soapbox.
0: (laughs) So, lots, lots going on. Always, always. And bettering other people is a huge part of it.
1: You know, it's um, when we talk about bettering other people. You know, that almost seems like a pompous statement. We're not here to better anyone. We're
0: here to. I, I think we are. I think we're here to help people learn things they don't know. Correct. We're, help, we're here to
1: help people learn things. If they accept it and that better's their life, then uh-huh. we've succeeded,
0: right? And so, I'm not saying that we're just targeting. <laughs> I'm going to do something for women. I want to be able to nudge people who don't understand why that's important. Correct. That's where I see the betterment. If we can bring more people together, more people willing to hear each other, more people willing to maybe move a little bit in how they have thought they needed to do things in the world. you You know,
1: Lawrence has always been a community that comes together and rallies around a cause and there is a oneness to Lawrence and it is my hope that in 2017 we find things that we can do whether they be on air or off air whether they be activities and events or simply dissemination of information that bring people together with common common goals common causes common feelings that are positive mm-hmm and we try the statement behind our music is music that makes you feel good we want it to be all things that make you feel good we don't want to be a source of negativity in any way shape or form we only want to be a source of positivity Mm -hmm. and um some days as you know that's harder than others You know, some days the the troubles of the day, the the burdens of the world, they weigh very heavily on you. Mm -hmm. And it's tough to be positive all the time. And, you know, I've been accused of being a Pollyanna and
0: maybe I am,
1: but I have to stay positive so that I can project positivity to those that are around me, either interacting with me physically or listening to me on the air, Mm -hmm. have to stay positive, have to find things. And Michelle DeRussa, who is our new county commissioner, she tagged me in a post today and she's doing something really interesting on Facebook. She's using the world of photography right now to share beauty in the world so i responded that i thought it was a cool idea and she assigned me a photographer the late brett watson and it's now my responsibility to whether i do it once a week or every day to share one of the photographic images of this iconic photographer so that people can see the beauty that exists in the world, Mm -hmm. whether it's a photograph or a painting Mm -hmm. or a piece of music, or it's just a series of words that promote positivity and make people feel good. Mm -hmm. How can you not get
0: behind that? Mm -hmm. That's what we need right now. It's like one of the pages that I have on Facebook called anniversary of goodness and anybody can post things. And it's always a delight to be able to refresh, but I'm gonna qualify that probably in a different way than you. I think it's also important to voice things about the hardships because not everybody experiences the world with the opportunity and privilege that I get. Correct. I, I have said this on air before, but one of the things that that I remember and that was really important to me was as my older son's best friend throughout elementary school at Cordley, was Daniel Doolin, the African-American son of an African-American family. Um, Reverend Bill Doolin is is his father. You know, our families, we have this fondness for each other. Cordley was a small school. There weren't a lot of African-American kids. And when it was time that the kids were going to be leaving Cordley and going to Central, one of the conversations I had with my son was, you know, it's going to be different for Daniel um, when you sure. guys go to Central, um, and it's going to be different for you guys as you are continuing to get older. You know, in terms of Central, Daniel's going to have the chance to be around kids that he knows from church, from other activities, African-American kids that, that he hasn't been in school with all day at Cordley. And so because of that, you know, he, he will need to spend some time. You know, I hope that you guys will always be friends, but it'll look different because he has different opportunities and he needs For to, sure. to do that. And in a and in a harder way, you guys walk from our house downtown and do things. Daniel's gonna be treated differently than you. Because yeah. you're a blonde white kid and he's an African-American kid. And you need to be the friend who notices that and speaks up, you know. And and I don't want people to get the, I mean, I love Lawrence. I love living in Lawrence. It's been a privilege that our kids grew up here and experienced lots of different people and experiences because... It's kind of a biggish but small community. Exactly. The university brings lots of influences that, that wouldn't be in the size of a community otherwise. It's it's a wonderful place. I love it, but I know it's not perfect.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, and there's uh, a lot of work we all need to do. We, I'm glad you said that. There is a lot of work. The community is not, I, I, I don't want to portray the community as one that is, uh, you know, everyone in a circle singing Kumbaya. It's not. Right. Uh, we do have some dividing lines. We do have some political differences. We do have some differences as to what Lawrence is and what Lawrence could be. Um, But the thing that I love about Lawrence and the thing that gives me so much hope for this community is that in my opinion and from my experience there has at least been a willingness to listen and an open-mindedness to suggestion that in some of the other communities i've lived in was not that way and when we lived in houston we experienced tremendous racism against african americans Tremendous anti-Semitism against Jews and unfathomable resentment towards the gay community. And it literally influenced everything that happened in business and in life. There were places that we just couldn't go because we weren't welcome. Mm-hmm. And you, the, the old Indian proverb, Martian. I know you've heard this a million times, is You cannot judge another man until you've walked a mile in his moccasins. You and I will not know the plight of the African-American because we're not African-American. We won't know the plight of the Muslim. We won't know the plight of, you know, members of a variety of groups because that's not who we are, but we can empathize, we can listen, we can learn, and we can hopefully be that bridge that reaches out right. to other people and, and says, these people are people.
0: Right, those of us with more privilege, I think have the responsibility I agree. to do a lot of that work. Yeah. And it can be hard because people feel challenged by, well, what do you mean that I might be racist? What do you mean that I might be homophobic? It's like, well, think about what you experience. Think about what your life might be if your skin was dark brown right and you have had opportunities that somebody else might not have that's something that we need to be aware of and, and create opportunities i think about my father who died several years ago who was an electrical engineer and and his attitude about things like affirmative action was if they don't have the grades and haven't gone to the schools and they shouldn't be working in this field and it's like but dad when they grew up in certain areas, they didn't have the same opportunities. Correct. What makes it right to continue to hold people down instead of giving them up? And he couldn't make that that connection in his brain.
1: We were taught, Marsha, for years, natural selection. That's what we were taught. And it's wrong. Right. And... There are people that are subscribers to the natural selection philosophy, which is you take what's given to you and you make the best of it. The cream rises to the top and tough too bad for the rest. That is natural selection by definition. However, when things that are not natural and not normal impede your ability to rise to the top, that's when I've got a problem. And when somebody is told, you can't this, that, and the other because your skin is darker, because your religion is this, because you choose a different lifestyle, that's problematic because we're setting these people back for no reason other than we are passing judgment on their
0: heritage, their lifestyle, their choices. And who the hell are we to do that? It's wrong. On people's identity. I mean, I think that's that's right. the that I would use. And even in our state of Kansas, we have a legislator who is again saying, let's prevent trans kids from using the bathrooms. Oh, so it's awful.
1: I know I know a woman who identifies as a man who has outwardly transformed and has had tremendous hardship as a result. And I also know a man who identifies as a woman in San Francisco who has transitioned outwardly, and it's a constant struggle. And what breaks my heart is that the level of acceptance for trans, you'd think that the LGBT community would at least them, they'd come together, but they even have trouble being accepted within the LGBT family. And that's appalling to me. We all have to, live in my opinion and i always have to say in my opinion because otherwise it's well who oh, the hell is hey um it's it all boils down to the golden rule do unto others as you would have them do unto you if you want people to accept you for who you are regardless of what's projected outside regardless of what's inside you got to be willing to offer the same courtesy mm-hmm. that's that's it
0: it's so yeah, simple yeah the word that gets used that's that I've, I've had people say, what does it mean, intersectionality? You know, I, I want to say that that's one of the things that really impressed me To when I went to one of the early Black Lives Matter gathering mm-hmm. here in Lawrence, Kansas, was the emphasis on people who are African-American and people who are Muslim and people who are trans and people who are gay or lesbian or bisexual, people in all kinds of oppressed communities, partly because people have multiple identities there yeah. you could be a muslim african american trans person sure. you know and so sometimes there's this what well, we don't like those people you know and and we can't be like that We have i don't
1: to like open. that word those people I i've never liked it um i even took the time last year to educate myself about the use of pronouns uh-huh. because things are different and if somebody is going to a, self-identify and they want you to respect them, you should at least take the time to understand what is the pronoun that's appropriate because otherwise it's offensive.
0: Okay. Our Watkins library for um Watts, Watson library Watkins music. Oops yeah the Watson library at KU they I remember an article and they have badges with name and pronouns Correct. for people. So you don't have to wonder. Okay. <laughs> I just
1: go by J. It just makes it real simple for others. Um, jet, the cat. Uh huh. I, I could not do an interview without mentioning Jet. Jet is still alive. Yeah. Jet is 17 years old. Jet was the cat that walked from 19th and mass downtown every day and visited with the shopkeepers. And we wrote a book about him in 2014 called Jet the Cat discovers Lawrence, Kansas. Mm-hmm. And we sold the book at Weaver's that Christmas and gave the money to the Humane Society. Well, Jet has decided that since he is home, he is going to volunteer to help raise money for the brand new Lawrence Humane Society, which is endeavoring for a capital campaign right now. So don't be surprised if you see or hear from Jet, and he asks for money on behalf of the cats of Lawrence, oh, both sweet. domesticated and feral, uh-huh. because these are things that are important to him.
0: Uh, very good. Yes. Very good. We're glad that you have a socially conscious cat.
1: We do. We do. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's funny because at 17, he doesn't understand his limitations, and he, he would like to go out and visit everyone again, uh, but he can't so he has to use uh the internet and Facebook, you know, and Very of course he's actively involved in social media <laughs> to help and and know that know that good things are happening gang uh you know if you're not staying abreast of what's happening in your town, shame on you um Chad Lawhorn, who's the editor of the Lawrence journal world is a, just a really great job of keeping us up to date on the comings and goings of chicken restaurants.
0: T- who knows? Well, you know,
1: <laughs> Chad's a friend of mine and I'll tell you that food is a priority in his life. And man, if there's something new to eat, he'll be the first to find out about it. How he's not 400 pounds. I don't know, but there are good things happening. Yes. KU's got good things happening. Yes. Uh, you know, Venture Parks got good things happening. The Chamber of Commerce has got good things happening. Explorer Lawrence has got cool things yeah. going on. Be and then we have
0: those smaller places like Percolator Lawrence, where great art stuff happens. Oh, I love that place. You know, place. It's space, you you know, know it's, all kinds of good stuff. I got to look out my window when I
1: when we came back to town uh, before we moved into the, uh, the townhouse that we're in right now. We were staying at Town Place Suites. And we overlooked Berkeley, yeah. which is great. What a cool
0: place. It is wonderful. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? We have even gone a little bit over our hour. Oh, we have? Yes. Well, then yes. I'll shut up. <laughs> it's been delight. Thank Just you. a delight talking to you listeners. I hope it's been fun to hear the adventures of Jet the Cat, as well as Lawrence Hicks yeah. and Jay and Daniel. Um, thank you for being back. Thank you for being here today.
1: Thank you for allowing me to be a guest with Talk with me on LawrenceHits.com.
0: Right. Thanks. And so long to our listeners.